0: To avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded, tell people they're being recorded. So I need to tell you we're being recorded, and we're being recorded. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome to Karate Without Belt. I'm John. I'm joined again by the wonderful and only Jeremy. Yeah.
1: Good morning, afternoon, night. Good deal.
0: Yeah. Good night. That's that's for sure. How, How have you been, Jeremy?
1: I've been very busy, but that's all good. So, so good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can concur. Um, been trying to get up and been having more of the morning owl effect, where it's like I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning, and be like, "Ha, it's the sun's not up yet. Now we can train."
1: <laughs> that's cool.
0: Because once the sun comes up, nope, nope, you're not going outside.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I know how that is. It's it's about 100 degrees here and 100% humidity half the time. So it's it's pretty, it's been kind of miserable lately, but that's cool.
0: Yeah, you don't even have the benefit of an ocean breeze. No. So, it's been the ty- Typhoon, I think Typhoon Duras or Dallas, um, whatever has been blowing through here, but we haven't caught, we've barely caught any rain from it. But just because of the proximity, the wind has knocked out both air and sea travel for like the last three or four days. Mm. So no mail, no supplies. The stores are starting to run barren. Waiting for it to turn into Cannibal Island, but thankfully that's that stopped today. Oh, that's good. That's positive. It's always positive not to turn into the Donner Party. Yeah. Um, we've we've had some pretty good feedback from uh, our last podcast. So much so, so that we might get, we might tempt Marty back. Oh, cool. Very cool. As we were saying before the show, that this could that could either turn into the Three Stooges or the Three Amigos. <laughs>
1: yeah that's true which Very if true. we
0: turn into the three amigos i wanted to turn into what well, what's that what's that movie what's the guy who's had like silver hair since he was 25 oh yeah we're gonna be wondering who this is for a while
1: yeah oh um, I'll, I'll wake up about three o'clock in the morning and i'll remember it it's like, all right
0: those three amigos would be good but, yeah um what well, we were t- kind of talking about was last time was about kata and memory and videotaping um i was actually looking at a videotape of jeremy um doing a kata right before we right before we got on um so if anyone wants to call out and be like you're a hypocrite i'm like well that's not the conclusion we came to last time that videotaping's fine but there's some limits to it that we need to understand some people i want somebody was like videotapes are fine I was like, yeah, they didn't say videotaping was bad. So to kind of clarify from last time. So the fortunate of nuance with the internet these days is that you might make a nuanced point, but people will only hear what they want to hear and get angry about what they want to get angry about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about on that, so.
0: So, you know, the reason why we are not a uh, video, but we are an audio podcast is that exact reason. Um, So please listen. Uh, Don't uh, just get angry from what you hear. Try to kind of listen to what we're trying to say, I suppose. Um, Which today we might also be drawing some controversy. Um, But I doubt that. So, Jeremy, how many katas do we think we actually know?
1: Jeez. no or done that's a, that's a difference um, I know after, after our last conversation I started counting up because I'd forgotten how many I knew um, I'm, at one time I knew 14 empty hand and right at you know, 20 Twenty weapons, kata.
0: So, I'm totaling to a grand total of thirty-four.
1: Yeah, at at one time I knew that, but there there are certain ones that I've I've forgotten, and and I'm I'm okay with. So.
0: Yeah, I, that comes to our our particular lineage having. Uh, I don't say the kata is becoming created, but the kata is being. Um, tooled with and tweaked with um, which is unique I think to what we do as opposed to I think other styles which pretty much like this is the way they did it this is the way we do it this is the way it will be done um, but unfortunately that also caused a little confusion right
1: well, regardless it's, caused, it. it's caused a lot of confusion yes I get it
0: yeah but regardless of that, um, one, one thing we've, we've touched on here before and I kind of want to get into tonight is, or today, or yesterday, or tomorrow, yeah, whatever you're listening, um, is whether or not, is one kata enough? And it is three kata enough? Is five kata enough? Um, how like, is, is one kata consistent of fighting system? Um, is it enough for you to break down and and work with? Are there other things that need to be done around it? What consists? Of, what consists of that? Um, especially in nowadays, where we can actually access, have access to a lot of different kata,s and forms, and stuff like that. a Variety of styles. Kind um, of what's is one enough? So, I,
1: I think I th- I think I'm gonna give kind of a cop-out answer and and say it just depends. It depends on what you're doing with with those kata and a kata in particular. If if you're using the one kata to break things up, change things up, look at different things, look at it from different points of view, things like that, then technically Yes, one kata can be used as as a complete system, but sometimes you need to see things from a different point of view, and I think that's where other katas come in um if if that makes sense or or that's my take on it I mean I, I mean somebody right. can say, somebody can say I'm completely nuts too but and I'm I'm fine with that but oh go ahead sorry I
0: agree I agree with that because um because it goes back to what you were saying before kata's practiced or kata's done were you at like a seminar or somebody else's school or another class just walking through a kata um and then just kind of you walked out the next and the next day didn't remember it or is it just from your experience of, of seeing that um or seeing the kata done in a different way
1: yeah, and in the you know from what I mentioned before with the with the twenty weapons kata's, which that's a lot.
0: Yeah, um, it's not even the yeah, same I, weapon. I'm assuming,
1: yeah. No, oh no, I mean it's definitely different weapons. And as I mentioned before, I I do not know twenty katas weapons katas today but i will say this there were certain techniques from those weapons that i've taken out and sometimes i'll insert them into a base kata of whatever like um one one in particular um was uh, one of the bokata there there was one movement where you completely torqued your body. I mean you went from one going from one complete 180 and then whipping it around to another to the other 180. I mean it, it was really it, it was really a dynamic move. Now do I remember that Colin? No. Do I use that technique or a variation of that to enhance other techniques? Absolutely. I mean, it. I I think it would. It would not. I think I would not be doing techniques or helping my other techniques if I didn't take into account certain things that work well with me and work well for me to actually enhance techniques as a whole. So,
0: and I think that goes into, you know, that's something you actually learned from that Kata, as opposed right. to just having memorized it, but never having actually picked up something of, of use from it.
1: Right. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking at a Kata for a checklist to get a belt or anything like that. I'm looking at a Kata like, when am I going to enhance what I can do?
0: Do you think that could just come from te- taking one kata, and just doing that one kata for most if not all of your martial arts career, or do you think there there would need to be other things in place prior or after that?
1: I I truly think it's what your what your emphasis is on training. Um, because I, I I look at, you know, you know, over almost the 30 years of me training and I look at what my first instructor drilled into me, like, look, you, you train as if you're going to use this every moment of every day, every time. Boom, 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 boom. And I mean, it, it was like, Start a class. He'd remind us every day, every day, and it it comes out very differently. And I, I remember I remember going to New Zealand, and, and it was funny. We we were we were up in front of everybody doing. Naii no, she up. just you know the very first kata. And I was kind of standing in the back because I tend to really concentrate on certain things. And there are certain things, once I see it, I'll, I'll move a certain way or something. It was just something, just something a little different. And it was funny, my host family from down there, you know, he, he takes me back on the back deck, which was which was really one of the highlights of my trip down there, you know, he gives me a Heineken and he goes, I have to ask you a question. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, he said, why do you do this stuff differently than everybody else? You know, and I I was trying to, I I feel kind of bad because I was kind of blowing him up. No, I'm doing the same thing. I really didn't. I, I didn't, I was hoping that I wasn't too flagrant on it. And he goes, no, your movements are the same, but there's something different that you're doing. And he goes, what is it? And so I explained to him, I was like, well, this is it. I'm very intentional whenever I'm doing kata. And I'm thinking about kata. I'm not thinking about doing, I'm trying not to think about doing a demo in front of a couple hundred people or, or this or that, or, anything else i'm i'm really thinking about what the kata is doing what i'm trying to get out of it and things like that and and it was just a very different answer and we spent probably a good hour just on that discussion on Mm -hmm. you know how do you get the most out of kata and and sometimes, no matter how much you explain to somebody, they don't get it and and that's okay that I, I'm not'm I'm not not critical of of somebody that doesn't get it, but like mean, sometimes if you're teaching them it it's just kind of frustrating because you want them to get it, but they don't and and, and it's okay
0: well, I think that's that also goes into fitness. Someone seeing uh, you or whoever else doing a kata or, or doing doing some sort of martial arts technique, kind of that and kind of, I don't want to say wandering eye, but just being like, wait, what are they doing different than I'm doing? That looks so different. And I don't think that there's anything movement-wise is probably any different than what they were doing, right?
1: Right. right. I mean, there, there, there might have been like maybe a simple twist of a hand because it's just been something that was ingrained in me or something real simple. But, I mean, my focus wasn't just doing a kata. It was like, okay, what technique am I thinking about when I'm doing this part? What technique am I thinking about doing this part? Am am I doing the kata for analysis or am I doing it for, for, you know, just a certain set bunch of techniques that I've already done time and time again
0: and I think that's that's where I think a lot of pe that's a stage where I think a lot of people want to get to but hold themselves back from actually embracing because with the checklist caught up mentality a lot of people have or the um, belt rank climbing mentality people have or the you know move on to the next one mentality a lot of people have. I don't want to take the time to actually like look at the kata to see what it does, and this this what got me thinking about is one all you need is one the only one worth spending time on. I mean, we spent you and me spent particularly a lot a lot of time on one particular side kata that is kind of a giant in its own right, right? Um, and it's hard for people to. to where we kind of came came to a conclusion at one point where it was like, we're doing something wrong here. Um, could we have come to that conclusion without having taken that step back? Um, would it have been worth it to do that? that? Is it worth it to even teach that with a lot of people's mentality just moving on to the next one or checklist, got the cop. Um Or does every class need to be prefaced with every practice needs to be prefaced with this is how we're going to go about the kata this is how we're going to go about practice i
1: i i think it's i think it comes from the instructor who's teaching because if if that instructor while while the person's gaining skill and gaining confidence and and really starting to understand, if they don't have the right mindset, they may never have the right mindset. Mm. Um, I there there's one in particular. Um, I, I I won't mention this person's name, but they were a part of our organization, and they had a hard time. <sighs> trying to relate trying to relate a set these set of movements into actual techniques and and when you go to show them a technique like okay this this can be used for this or it can be used for this or it can be used for this this these are several different things and when they would go to do the technique it, it was almost like well, I've done the kata, therefore the technique should always come out. Well, no, that's not the case. I'm I'm sorry. And and I'm not I'm I'm really not picking on him, but I think that was that was at fault at how they set that student up. I wouldn't say they set him up for failure because they understood a lot, but they didn't understand how to apply it.
0: I think that and I think that's what goes into my I think that that that's an old mentality is that you will learn do the kata and suddenly it will come out and it, you will magically be able to defend yourself and to beat beat down the guy with long hair from Karate Kid three. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, I, yeah, I I'd say that's bovine scatology, as I like to call it.
0: Yeah. I,
1: um, I mean, if you don't, if you cannot do that and you can't fit one of the things you know like i mentioned from from my lesson from mr Oyata, you know as he mentioned he had a certain way of doing techniques absolutely you better believe he had a way of doing techniques better than anybody i mean he was he was amazing but you have to fit and and that goes back to what I was talking about, how I'm trying to break down techniques into kind of like a paragraph structure, an introduction, the actual technique, and a close. Right. And, and I've heard a lot of people talk over the years, like, you can't do these techniques. Well, yeah, some dumb goomba is not going to come up there and perfectly push you or perfectly throw a punch. That's not going to happen. You got to figure out the little idiosyncrasies or or the you know what what can you do to make that work, or what can you do to make that go, make that person go off balance, or or what's going to be a natural tendency that you're going to use, right? I, I mean, if I that think, if that makes sense, I mean, no,
0: it does, and I think that's it, it's weird to hear a story about a. Cl- what a lot of people say is a classical Okinawan martial arts master to basically come out and say, you got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people, I don't want to be like all these people, but like more the, the common mentality, the common, the common sensibility within a lot of American trained Okinawan or, or, or traditional martial artists is that, you got to do it the way other people were doing it from before, um, blah, 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 blah. Without understanding, people adapted this. Pe- anyone who saw any sort of martial art adapted it to fit their needs. And what I think where what, what people are getting left behind in training is that they're not adapting to, exactly. fit, to fit their needs. It's not that the needs of the time, like it's, it's, a punch hasn't changed in a, in a, in a thousand years how someone throws a punch is different and different every time. Um, right. But, but then it gets into the you know, kind of the other part of what I wanted to talk about um, was like, all right, so we have kata and all these techniques like, that can come out of katas. We can analyze them and we can grab as much as we need to or as much as we want. Um, some, some might say that's overanalyzing. Whatever. Now it goes to the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. How is that? Then how are those techniques practiced? Are we practicing blind? Are we practicing with three opponents? Are we practicing with coming at all different sides? Is there variation within the training? Is that needed or is that not needed? So,
1: I, I think it it it, get, it gets back to the whole the the old answer of it just depends. I I think. Right. It, each person's different. So Some people... I think some people have got a higher higher capacity to analyze things than other people do. And that's okay. And that, that's totally cool. And I get it. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I totally get that. Um, but I think... I think where everybody gets stuck in the mud, as I like to call it, is even they're shown these techniques, but they don't know how to make them personal. It's kind of like like one of the examples, I know you've heard me mention this example. I, I go back to music. You know, there are certain artists, when they come on the radio or come on Sirius XM or wherever, you don't have to know, you don't have to see who it is you can just listen to it and you know who it is like if if Def Leppard's playing you know that's a Def Leppard song you, you don't have to or a Van Halen or you know, I was like classical rock I mean even if you go back the there's cla- <laughs> very much of a classical rock plug in this podcast yeah um but you know, I mean, even if you go back to classical music, you can hear very distinct differences between Mozart, Tchaikovsky, Beethoven. There are certain things you hear, and you know that's something from Tchaikovsky, and 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 I think that's where a lot of people get misconstrued. Where like some people have said, well, it's all in the writing. Well. That that's an example. You you have to make it your
0: own, right? So I mean, if it, to go with the musical musical analogy, are is everyone who's who's using a particular kata? Um, we can we can kind of go outside the family a little and say like Goju Shihō or Chinto, right. um, or you know, Naihachi or Kusanku. I'm kind of thinking of the ones that are generally considered longer, you know. Could you just use that alone, and then would you have a million covers of the same song, or essentially the same kata, to get get out what you wanted? They're all essentially written the same, right? But they're all going to have that the, their own variation to it. Right. So the the difficulty of making a, a defense technique work for you. Um, is already, I think, a hurdle. This is something you hear a lot. Where I don't know if you hear this a lot, where it's like, you know, boxers and MMA people. Ah, oh, forget them. They're all just, you know, they just, they're just punch, kick, block. You know, we've got the real stuff. We know how to do a technique. Right. That's kind of set around people who don't do those things. But it, once you've got somebody who actually you know, can do that stuff. In the same room, are those people going to be as shy? I mean, I wouldn't ever say that around someone who's a professional boxer. I would want to kind of test out what I could do. Um, right. Well, play. I
1: I think it goes back to something I mentioned on the last podcast, and it's like I think they see these people when when we've talked about this as oh yeah. Is just an exercise. No, it's not just an exercise, and and it's more in depth than just okay. This is elbow smashed a jaw and you drop them. Maybe maybe not. Maybe that's one level. Maybe it, there's a deeper level. Maybe there's something else. It it just get it gets back into analysis and. And in and in some ways, you know, good for these guys that are in, you know, boxing, Muay Thai, MMA. I mean, I think they've called a lot of people out that were complete phones. I mean, you've got you've got like there there's a school in the Kansas City area and and it's. I'm obviously not going to mention them by name. That's not cool. I wouldn't do that. But now well, we're not a
0: part of a culture here. So
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it it's a Korean-based martial arts school, but the guys wearing a Japanese hakama, and I'm like, that's kind of a okay that's kind of a culture clash but okay whatever and you know hey if it works for you cool but it it gets into this i i think it it gets off into like a checklist style martial arts school oh you can accomplish this and you can accomplish that and just mark off the checklist yay get get whatever no okay great you You've got this checklist, but what can you do? And I think that's the main question. A lot of these guys are great. You've got a you've got a 50th degree black belt. You know, what can you do? Can you do anything? Or are you worthless? And I think they're they're pulling some of that out. I mean, I think a lot of people are we're starting to see who are a lot of phonies. So,
0: well, and I, this is somewhat historical because, um, you know the, the great Musashi references of of him going around taking taking out people who were, you know, when rank was more about a matter of family, and right. just kind of becoming becoming inherited. So. Yeah, I, I think it's just kind of the the cult, the, I don't want to say zeitgeist, but it's more like kind of where we are in history, and especially within, the, within American culture where, a, I'm working on an essay about this now, but where it's appropriation to the point of ridiculousness, where people are taking stuff from, I and mean, blending stuff from different cultures that aren't theirs, and been passing them off to people who are who are also ignorant and then now you've got this kind of ignorance on top of ignorance mm-hmm. being marketed as authenticity and what do you do about that and so i and there's a kind way of doing it and there's a mean way of doing it and i i would encourage most people in you know, fact, back all people to be kind about that i think it's I totally, one hundred percent, think it's okay to walk into someone's school and say, "I would like to, I would like to, to test what I know with what you know." I think that's fine. Um, it doesn't need to be done publicly. It doesn't. There doesn't need to be any video of it. Um, people can learn from that. Um, right. But if you're kind of going to go walk in there and being like, oh, "I'm from, from Extreme Studios of martial arts, and we're going to beat you up and tell all your students." Uh, no 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 no. i hope that died in the 80s but um you know what i mean like i i feel like that's that that's that's respectful and appropriate so
1: well i I mean one of the things that i do i mean like if friends of mine are like hey i'm kind of looking to you know go to this school you know send my kids to this school you know what do you know about I'm like well I'll tell you what I'll I'll go talk to the instructor and see what I think and usually what I'll do I don't know it's very nice but I'll go in you know just in work clothes and just you know with my little pocket protector and really I look like I don't know a hill of beans you know and and
0: pocket I, protectors it, are still a thing, huh? Pocket protectors are still a thing.
1: You forget, I'm an engineer, yeah, they're, they're still a thing, trust me.
0: because uh, I could have used one because I've ruined a perfectly good shirt without one.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll look for one for you, John. All right, so, <laughs> so, but I mean, and basically, what I'll do is I'll just go in and just really quiz the person. And you know, see what their attitude really is. If if it's if it's inviting for a family environment, or if it's or if it's you know kind of a pompous jerk, I'm like, all right, you know, if you want to turn the jerk phase on, I'll I'll, I'll be a jerk right back to you, and I, I've. I've done that a couple times. I I don't like doing that, but I just try to get a feel how how they're gonna be. And especially for kids and stuff, it's like not, not so much, oh, they have to go extreme, da-da-da. No, they don't. They, they need they need guidance, they need somebody who's gonna be, you know, really pretty supportive of them. Not so much somebody who's just going to take money from them either, but.
0: Well, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I mean, fundamentals are, teaching fundamentals are important, but also just like the wide ramp, the ramp that, you know, take money because student has walked in door without really teaching them anything. Again, people want to run businesses, but there's a certain point where it just, that, that is a big, that's a big, big, big turn off to me.
1: Well, I mean, one of the instructors I knew and him and I were really pretty good friends and really he was a pretty good, really pretty good instructor. It was just one of the things that was fundamentally both of us disagreed on. And he would talk about, yeah, after the first 30 days, he would, he would present them with a possible three-year contract. I mean... And I told them one of my arguments was, okay, you're talking about a six or seven year old signing a three year contract, you know, you know, with the parents. No, they're they're not good at it. Yeah, I I mean, I I look at my six and eight year old, and I mean, they they change their mind more than a dad. I mean, they're they're. Oh, well, hey, this is great. Hey, there's a butterfly. You know, it's like, holy cow. I mean, I can't keep up. I can't keep track of them. How, how do you expect a kid, you know, after 30 days to make a commitment of three years? And, and one of the things that he would mention was, you know, if the parents aren't smart enough and they're not this, then you know what? It's on them. And I just, I, that was just one of the one things that him and I totally disagreed on. I, I get running a business, I get all that, but I, I I always thought that that wasn't right. So that's me.
0: Yeah. Well, let's bring try to bring it back down to this. conversation. Uh, no. Sorry,
1: uh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> squirrel. Uh, and okay. kind of went off track a little bit, but
0: no. I mean, that's a That's a. I feel that that's all. That's that's a good basis for a conversation for a for a different time.
1: Uh, I guess we'll put a
0: pin. We'll no, we'll put a pin in that because that's a that's a good one to come back to. Um I've not wanted to hit the head on that quite yet. Um but yeah, what were we ta- talking about? Kata. <laughs> yeah. So well we were just um here's here's the other thing. Could you learn one kata? And then have a basis of other things around that, surrounding that, right? Like if you never had to learn anything else, but for example, like kusanku, kanku, the okay. kanku guy for our Shotokan conference okay, um, right? But then let's say, like, is that the only thing you ever learn? Would you not learn the basic kick, punch, kick, punch, block? Um, could you learn? Could you learn knife technique? Could you learn that around that? Could you break Kusanku into 50 different drills and then bam, you have a complete and complete fight, fighting system or would well, you need, or what wells would we need to kind of build around that?
1: Or could This you, is
0: an example.
1: Or, you know, add into that analysis, could you add drills and kick, kicks, punches, blocks, footwork, different things like that into incorporate into, kusanku right i mean you kind of look at it from from a little bit different angle not just kusanku is the center but let's say kusanku is kind of your goal
0: mm. so you build so you would build everything up from the top from the top of kusanku to the end of kusanku right whereas like white belt the black belt to use an example would just essentially be the beginning of kusanku, and black belt would be the end of Kusanku. yeah and, and I think Or the completion of
1: it right and i th- I think there there would have to be some type of freedom for analysis to to do that, and what I mean by that you you'd have to give each, each student to really learn what they were about. They'd have to learn themselves. They'd have to learn about themselves. I mean, wh- one, of the, one of the great quotes, and I, I can't remember where I heard it, was the toughest thing to be is to be yourself. And until you can figure out who you are, and, and maybe it's through the study of you know one kata. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's through karate, you know, karate or or you know, kata or whatever. Maybe, who knows? But just being yourself is tough enough, you know. And I, I think you you got to know that in order to do something like that well I mean really you need to you need to do that anyway no matter how many cotta you've got
0: right and one's, one's enough Right, and there's what is it I mean that's, that's a I think that's a recurring theme through most disciplines and just the human arts as it were um, yeah. where it's like most athletes will just need to there's always that stereotypical you know athlete looking in the mirror montage in any sort of Sports movie, yeah. but it's true that at the end of the day, you're you've, gotta look, you've got you've got to look at yourself in the mirror, and I think each practice is kind of that mirror. That doing a kata, even though it was created by somebody else, at the end of the day, when you when you are working on it, you are looking kind of if you. That is kind of a reflection pool for you to to work from. Right,
1: right. Oh, absolutely. And that goes back to one of the conversations that I had with Mr. Oyata, you know, back in Okinawa. And I, I don't know if i ever, I might have told you about this one. One of those days that we, we sat down and ate breakfast and stuff. And, and you know, we, we were just talking about a lot of different things. And then it, it, and he he always liked to do this, just throw something just straight out of the blue at you. Like, hmm. and he he says, you know, as you get older, you know what secret self-defense is? And, you know, and I'm, I don't know what to expect from him. I'm like, no, what's that? And and he said, it's to be able to give yourself enough time to do what you need to do to make things happen the way you want them.
0: Right. And, and, and that's a, there's a mic drop moment for you. Huh? That's a mic drop moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay.
1: And what what was interesting, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever told you about this story, but I'll go ahead and tell you about this story. So a few years later, um, it was, it was actually Right after I just gotten diagnosed with cancer, and I'll, I'll never forget because it, it was literally the week, I was getting ready to go into surgery like the next the next day or two or whatever, and it, it was for some reason everything happened on like a cold day here in Missouri for some reason to me. But I'm, I'm at a gas station, and it's really interesting. Some guy. Was Pulling into the gas station, and just I don't know, just I don't know if it was my you know just spidey senses or whatever it was like
0: his Jeremy sense went well. off.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just like okay, I need to pay attention to this guy. I don't know why, but just something just doesn't something just doesn't seem quite right. And and I was noticing just little things about the guy, and I'm like something just doesn't seem right. But anyway. So we're in the convenience store, and, you know, I'm getting ready to pay for gas, and, you know, and I'm standing right next to the guy, and the guy is getting ready to pull out a gun. I mean, he had he had the handle out, and it was coming out of his shirt. You know, he's getting ready to try to rob the place. And... I look back on this and, and this is one of those things that I, I asked people like, well, what would you do in that situation? You see, you see just this. And, and mind you, it, it was interesting because the position I had on the guy I had, I mean, it, it was like the perfect shot to his neck. I mean, there is no doubt I I could have just nailed the guy. Like I mean, you were what
0: just, six two?
1: Huh? You were what 6'2"? No. I mean, I, I could have just I could have knocked the guy out. No, I mean, no problem. I mean, you're, not, what's you're that? About,
0: you're about six foot you You're about six foot two, right?
1: No, I'm I'm right at six. Really? Yeah.
0: But you, but you've got for people who don't do clearly again audio. Jeremy's got a long reach. Like, yeah, though, we, but, this is where our body types are actually similar. Where I'm like weirdly like s- small in the middle, but like leg legs and arms are weirdly lanky. You and me have actually have the kind of the same body type in that way. Yeah. But you had, but you had to reach on this guy.
1: Oh, I mean, I mean, I was close enough. I could have hit him in the neck with my elbow. I mean, that's how close I was. I mean. I- just to give you kind of context, right. and what was interesting is I was getting ready to hit him, and all of a sudden that that moment that I had that conversation with Mister Yada came right back into into play, just all of a sudden, and I I just took a real quick look around, and there was probably about twenty twenty kids under ten who had just gotten out of a basketball game across the street. And all of a sudden I thought about this. If I hit this guy and that gun goes off, one of those kids may die. And that's a a potential real outcome of this. And so instead of doing that, I, I don't know what I did, but I got his attention. I got his eyes on me. And I told him I'm like, buddy, I wouldn't do that. it's not worth it and it was almost like it it just kind of jolted him it snapped him back and put his gun back in his in his shirt and he and he left you know now some police officer well, you know you, you know he, he may have gone somewhere else to rob him. well, you know what here's the other thing you know maybe maybe he just needed. Maybe he just named a little, incur- you know, who knows what he needed? I don't know. Right. But I think He's supposed I, to was
0: somewhere where a bunch of, like, elementary schoolers were. Yeah. I mean, right?
1: yeah. It, it, I, I guess I thought about the overall consequences more so than what, yeah, I could have done to this guy. And. And here's the thing: will one kata teach you that? Will one training method, will, will one art teach you that? And it goes back to how the instructor prepares you. Right. And it goes back to what I talked to. one of the things I mentioned in the last podcast is like, if you're not willing to do what's in front of you, how are you supposed to take care of things in life?
0: And literally can be applied anywhere right that that small lesson doesn't get it doesn't get applied and I think that comes in a life experience too
1: right. about
0: I, older people seem to understand this a little better than than the younger folk, but the more you know the more I get older the more you kind of see you kind of see that where it's just pe- people don't people because you imagine if you were maybe twenty years younger right in that, and uh, puts you in that situation again? Oh yeah. Would you, would you have just tried to jump the guy?
1: Oh, I, there's no doubt I probably would have. There's no doubt I probably would have jumped the guy. I, I, I probably would not have had the, the wisdom to kind of step back and give myself the time to really give me the right option that I needed for that. And, and I look at look at hey what what's being taught? what is actually being taught in these in the different schools? Would somebody try to run behind the counter and literally cower, or would they try to take the person out, or would they you know just try to do what I did, try to snap the guy out of it? Let's not make a bad decision here. Let's move on with our lives. You know:
0: Diffusing situation and I think that's... I think that's a common theme that has been put out there in the, in the common thought stream of martial arts, where it's just diffuse if when possible, take action when necessary. Right. And but when you know, like know how to take action, like a lot of people with you know the, the supposed you know, masculine fortitude. Um, they're gonna take action. We're not gonna stand for that around here. And you know, you might have an instructor who who would have just said go for that. I think we know people. I think we know people who would have said go for it. Yeah. Oh (laughs) yeah. um, And I I I see where they come from, but what's going to save you the time? So. But that guy could have reacted differently. You didn't know, you didn't know he, would have, he, would have, he would have walked away. Right. Or, or, I mean... You might have had to take action then. Right. Exactly. So...
1: Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if that was the right thing, but, you know, getting back to... Getting back to fighting systems and stuff and making them work it it was an, another story I've got I, several years ago. I had this guy that I worked with and, Oh, I, show me this and show me that. I, I got a buddy who does this and buddy does this. Like, Oh, it. You know, you know, shut, <laughs> shut up. You know, I, I was just, I just want to do my work and go home. I really don't want to entertain your, your fantasies of BS. I really didn't care. And so Finally, one day, it was like over Christmas holiday and stuff, and he goes, you know, I was talking to this guy from from this place, and he was, he was like, you know, I, I tried to put him in this chokehold, and, and he just, he didn't do anything. He just said, well, you need to stop, otherwise I'm going to kick your knees out, and I just kind of looked at him, and I'm like, okay entertain me here a little bit because now you got my curiosity and actually we're on a break. We, I'm not working on any projects. Okay. Show me what, what this guy was doing. He goes, well, this, this is how the hole that I had him in. And I'm like, and I told him, I'm like, it would be physically impossible for him to actually kick your legs out. He goes, why? And I'm like, cause you're leaning on him. As soon as he lifts his leg, you're going to drop him down on the ground. It's not going to work. Oh, well, He goes, well, how would you get out of it? And I'm like, all right, here. And just to shut him up, I, all I did was do a flea bite right by his, you know, funny bone. And if it's just a small, you know, when, you know, it's like a second or third grader little pinch, you know, you just rub your fingers up and twist and we used to call them flea bites here, and I don't know what they're called everywhere else, but we always call them flea bites. And it, it's one of those pinches that it, it kind of hurts, but it's more eerie. It's like, yeah, just leave me alone, you know? Right. And, and sure enough, I mean, it's, I mean, he was putting it on, he was starting to put a choke on me halfway decent. And it was still not great, but in the meantime, I'm not gonna hurt him and get fired in the process. Whenever okay. I show him this, and he just let go. Just he goes, "Oh my! That wasn't any karate." I'm like, "Well, you let go. Who cares? I don't care." It's like that's what self defense is. It, it's like it was karate. Yeah, it was, it was karate. Like, it you know.
0: works, I mean, like it's it's your it's your hand, like literally to tay karate empty hand literally was your empty hand doing a technique ergo it is and you do karate ergo it is karate yeah Uh,
1: so you know and and i think that leans up to you know i i think that really encompasses a lot of what what we're talking about how you make it your own you know little things like that is what what really drives things to be your own technique. Like one of the things that I do and one of the things that I've figured out now, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big stout guy, you know? And one of the things like if for some reason, somebody butches up on a technique, especially arm bar or any tweete, Right. You've been around me. What's one of the things that I do?
0: slack huh you, well you slack
1: well I guess you haven't been around me too much lately but I mean remember one of the things that I'll I'll just kind of I wouldn't say it's drunken monkey technique but I just kind of accidentally bump into somebody oh I'll, right right I'll just get them off off base and it's it's nothing I mean, you don't see that technique in any kata, just bumping into somebody. But I guarantee you, if I if I can bump into somebody to where they're not paying attention and butching up, guess what? About eighty-five to ninety percent of the time, guess what? That technique's going to work after I do that, because yeah. because basically I've taken that away, and that's one of the things I had to learn for me to make some of these techniques work.
0: Well, and then and that goes back into well. I learned the kata, and I saw the technique so instantly it must come out. You had to practice that, and even yes. if you had to, and if you don't practice that, then it's not going to work for you. And if you don't practice it in like with that with someone maybe being in a bit of a you know an a and an A hat, um, you know butching up or whatnot or not being compliant which i think in certain situations you gotta you gotta work with yeah. um you know you're not going to know oh this is how i'd react to that oh this is how you know i i would go about that um it's also having the wherewithal to see how someone else might do it and hey that's better than what i'm doing right and it's or that's more complete than what i had in mind
1: right exactly and in Everybody's got to figure out what, what, what's something that they can do to make that make these things work. Because there's never going to be an optimum situation, never.
0: Not what? if you're in the, if you start fighting somebody, it's not an optimum situation.
1: Yeah, if it gets to that point, it's never an optimum situation. But, um, but even when you're training, you got people better. You got people that are gonna how do you say be less than cooperative. And sometimes you'll run into people that will, oh well, I know this and I know that. Oh, who cares? Who cares what you know? You know, look, let's work together, let's try to make things happen. Oh, well, I know that. Who cares?
0: Who cares? Well, not what you know, it's what you can do. Huh? It's not what they know, it's what they can do with what they know. Right. They can't do anything with what they know. Like, and that goes into the kata, Or it's like, you know, 50 katas, it's not going to matter you can't make it even work. Right. And, and even then, if they, can, they know, they have the knowledge of bonkai, knowledge of bonkai isn't enough. You know, they, they need to be able to apply it. And they, they themselves cannot apply it, and then what's the point? You know, this is why our, you know, our particularly like some of the stuff we've been doing, kind of rolling back to it, has burnt out not because it doesn't work, it's because we have a bunch of people who depended on someone, one person who could make it work, as opposed to having a legacy of people who could by themselves make it work, right? That's Absolutely. going to another round, <laughs> yeah. Save I'm, that for all. It,
1: it, it was funny because. For for a while, I, I, a handful of summers, you know, at the summer camp and stuff, I would I would get to assist with certain parts of of training or, or part of the testing for different black belts and stuff. And it was real interesting because you could you could see people, you could see where their training was at, you could see where it was it was basically, okay, I'm I'm running through a checklist in order to get my belt, or was it they were actually learning the stuff?
0: And sometimes that's their fault and sometimes it wasn't.
1: Right. And and sometimes I one of the things that I would do is I would pick up somebody that I thought might be open to might be open to um, maybe learning something a little bit more because they had kind of a good grasp of you know what they're moving to and how they're doing the kata. Maybe they were looking for something more. And sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was quite confrontive. And you know, I just have to tell them like, well, okay, you know, you know, you can learn or not. It doesn't bother me one bit. So,
0: I, and I think the conclusion we're coming to is that if you don't need a whole lot to make it, to, you don't need a whole lot to make something work. And but if you you're trying to make something work, you need to try to make it work for yourself.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So that's kind of um, make it. To kind of come to a summary. Of what we're trying to say. Um, I think that might work. So
1: Yeah.
0: And I. You know. Even now. Like we were talking before. I'm trying to kind of put something back in my head. That we worked on three years ago. But that doesn't necessarily mean. That this is going to be the basis for anything. It's just kind of an extension. Which is good in itself as well. But you know, having, having an extension of something to kind of push yourself is different from needing to gra- grab onto something new. Um, and I think if people can get to a, a better point in their training where they see it more in that vein than trying to constantly, you know, search for the ne- next new thing, then we might have a better better martial arts community.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, uh, uh. And going back to it, it it depends. I mean, some some people, some people, it it's been interesting. Like I've seen some people where, you know, they only learn one weapon, and and they're satisfied with it. They're good right? with it, and, and they're very good with it. Um, me, one of the things, one of my little deals was. I wanted to know what each of the what, at least one kata from each of the weapons in in our system. I, I that was just me. And to me that that provided a lot of value because I saw a lot of different things. And from that I was able to see the design in a lot of katas where sometimes you wouldn't see that perspective from from different people, it, or from different from people that didn't learn all, all those, or they just wanted to learn one, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was just you, you saw that perspective,
0: right? You're getting to, you're getting to see how the lines are traced, and not just tracing of the lines,
1: right? Now, do, do I do all those kind of all the time? No, but I, I I can relate. I can understand where things are coming from, and I can see the design of it. So, and that's me. So, and that, that's something that I needed for me to make things work. So, but anyway,
0: no, that makes and that and that leads into it's gonna. That's gonna what makes it right for you. knowledge is an important when we're in no way saying here you know don't learn more stuff there's nothing wrong with that it's just you have to understand the limits of it and you have to understand why you're doing it Um, exactly
1: and 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 sometimes you don't even know why you're doing it (laughs) There, there are times i didn't know why i was doing it but I was like, okay, do, do 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 you know?
0: Well, be smarter than us, and you yeah. Yeah. have a better idea of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, don't, don't do some of the stupid stuff I did, that's for sure, I'll tell you that much, so. Anyway.
0: We gotta have an episode of that of being like, what are the dumbest stuff we've done as martial artists?
1: <laughs> Man, Unless you're going to do a 24 hour podcast, I don't know if you're going to fit everything.
0: <laughs> One or two stories, but I, oh god, I I remember some. There's some stuff we could do with that. But anyway, oh, I, what, are you, what are you working on this week, um, um, in terms of training and whatnot? To kind of kind of maybe wrap things up a little.
1: Um, I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to be going back to the and stuff and. Um, as I mentioned before, I've tweaked my knee pretty good, so I'm gonna be kinda taking it a little bit easy on my knees and try to get them back to because my one knee is pretty swollen. So but I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on Psy again and just kinda going through that and just really doing doing some more analysis and where I think I need to be with that and see if there's any tweaks I need to be doing with that so
0: cool cool I'm just gonna I have to kind of run around a little this week but um, this week I'm trying to push myself more on kind of the physical aspects um, thankfully my knees are not at the swelling level yet um, so I'm gonna try to try to make five days a week of running um, as well as just try to get the general calisthenics just more in as opposed to just doing because I think I've got a decent base of stuff I do on a regular basis, but I want to up the ante. Yeah. So, I'm, I had Achilles tendonitis, um, come and go. But now that I live in a country where, you know, I can go to the doctor a little more easily. They're just like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. And just, if something hurts, just take it, just relax. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I think that we, we got to a really good point with this conversation and um, set up a little more for next time. Anything you want to close with, Jeremy?
1: You know, no, I I, I think I'm pretty good. I, I think, yeah, this went pretty well tonight, so very cool.
0: Cool. All right, folks. Well, don't forget to keep on training, and we will see you whatever time we see you in. Later.